Hi there. Welcome to Stranger Than Fan Fiction. In this podcasty podcast, we read and celebrate all the fan fictiony fan fictions we find on the internety internet. This podcast isn't for kitty kids. So unless you're a adulty adult, we advise you to steer clear of our episodey episode. Enjoy the showy show. There's another one that's a little bit like Homeward Bound, where a dog gets fucking love, love Homeward, Homeward Bound, Bound and Homeward Bound Two. Homeward Bound Two is straight gas. I dude. still sometimes, when in my darkest moments, I see Shadow in the mud pit <laughs> by the train so... by the rail yard. Oh. It's so sad. <laughs> what, what's his I haven't name? Seen those movies. What's his name? Champ. He's Ch- like Chance. He's like, oh, Chance. Chance. That's Chance. what it is. He's like. He's like, no, come on, you got to get out of here. And he's like, no, I I'm can't, too I old. can't do it, Tramps. And you're just like, come on, Shadow. <laughs> you can do it. Get your ass up. Even Sassy's here. <laughs> Even Sassy's in the mud, Shadow. Come on. I haven't seen those movies. Dude, we got to have, have a Homer Bound Dude, marathon. God. The fact that you haven't seen Homer Bound <laughs> is, is hilarious. Yeah. There's, oh, there's, a, there's like a, I don't know if it's a bootleg version of Homer Bound or what. Bound to home. What's going on, strangers? Welcome back to another episode of Stranger Than Fan Fiction, where we celebrate the fans and the fiction by reading fiction from the fans. Uh, guys, i am uh, got some bad news. Uh-oh. What is it this time, Wes? Is it that you're staying with the podcast? No worries. What is it? What could it be? I'm leaving the podcast. Oh, thank God. I mean, shit. Why? I'm starting my own small business actually it's it's gonna be another podcast oh what's it about? i'm sorry uh it's gonna be teaching people how to properly grease their rotary fans <clears throat> it's gonna be called stranger than fan friction <laughs> my name's wes <laughs> nice okay well once wes leaves i'll also be starting a business and i, I kind of wanted to go into the automobile automobile industry because i just feel like it's a missed opportunity but specifically i want to make car decals where you etch sexual pictures into the windshield and it's going to be called innuendo i'm reese <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I like that. These are good. That that was that's a that's a uh, redneck joke. Is it? Uh, what what are they called? What are the names? Um, oh, uh, uh, b- 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 well, think b- about it. What's your Jeff Foxworthy? Here? Jeff Fox. That's oh, a is Jeff it Foxworthy joke? Where is it like, actually? Yes. Where he's like, but it's it's a little different. He's like, oh. you know, you're redneck when you oh, yeah. a bird flies in your window. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice joke, Jeff Foxworthy. Thanks, I'm Jeff funnier. Fo- <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy. Thank you so much Thank for you so listening. Much for listening. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for like commenting really, really subscribing. Good. Take notes, learn comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who are you? Everyone's again? like, I like Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Who is yeah, who is this who person? Is this person? Who's this person? And what are they leaving the podcast for? <laughs> are they leaving the podcast for anything or is it just going to be excessive staring? Are we gonna have to commit to this bit? Wait, hold on. And you too can buy that at Pregnant Pauses Inc. I'm Hunter. Oh, <laughs> uh well uh this has been fun uh i am also i gotta i gotta leave man farewell Uh, i have an opportunity ahead of me uh 
a new lawnmower business starting in Florida called Everglade Blade. Uh, are you mowing the lawns? No, God, no. the lawn, the lawn. <laughs> it's the lawn mower. Sentient lawn mower. Yes. Come on, man. Uh, so, guys, uh, kind of leading into what our our fan fiction is going to be about today. What? I, I had a question for you that I don't think we've ever talked about. What? Uh, what's your guys's favorite aminal? Favorite aminals? Oh, a bat. A bat, specifically the silver wing bat. Tell us about why, Hunter. Is my favorite child. It's his uh, favorite food. My favorite, my favorite child. Food. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite childhood uh, series is. Uh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Silverwing by Kenneth Opal. Very good. Kenneth Opal, if you're listening, I emailed you twice as a kid and you respond to one of them and it was really, really special. Aww. So thank you. What for did he say? Stop writing me emails. <laughs> Stop. Stop emailing me. <laughs> Where the fuck are you? Uh, it was actually funny because his, his series ended. It, it ended with Firewing, which is really dope. Uh, and I was uh, very sad um, because it was over. So I sent him an idea for a fourth book. Nice. <laughs> and he responded and was like, thank you so much for the suggestion. But uh, I do believe that you know that character's story has come to a a good end, but I I love that he touched your life so so deeply. Uh, so if if you want any other books, here are some recommendations. The fucking author responded to like that's, that's very old sweet. Yeah, that's very. Sweet. But part of me also did hope that he was like, "This is fucking gold." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing this idea yeah. and I'm gonna profit. Oh, uh, yeah, it. no, sorry, yeah. over, sorry. And then like a couple Copyright. months later, Copyright you see, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and just delete this email if you could. See, it was a uh, <laughs> Silverwing, Sunwing, and Firewing, and I I sent him the the. Uh, Suggestion for Icewing, which is all oh, about an art. What about Moonwing? Uh, he came out with Duskwing, which is pretty close, which yeah. is a You're prequel welcome. to it all. It uh, took place in like. What about Wing Wing? Wing Wing. Wing Wing. Wing Ding. What about KFC? What about Don Wing came out, come out? Don Wing? Don Wing. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know. Because he, he mm. definitely liked those naming conventions. Yeah. Penguin. 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 That's how yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch Shade says, says Penguin. Yes. Uh, uh, Shade Silverwing, though, uh, was the name of the lead character, and he was the run to That's the That's a very cool name. And I, I identified with him very much because I was always the small kid in my grade, too. And I was like, look mm. at me. I'm Shade I'm Shade Silverwing. Uh, yeah. I'm Shade Silverwing. <laughs> they made a cartoon of it in, like, Canada, and it is fucking bonkers like it is bonkers good or bonkers bad uh, that could be a bonkers bad uh, it's a little bit of both it hits all the points in the book bonkers but, good, bad. but they made it like the bats like stand up like people when they're not flying and they're, they're like wings <laughs> fold in and they have little hands at the end of the and then when they fly they're like and then they look like bats again and it's uh. Interesting. So were they like were they like scary looking like gargoyles? No, like that cartoon. No, they 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 definitely went down the more like let's confuse children and make them look human enough to be like yeah. What's going? Because like the girl bat Maria has like long blonde hair uh -huh. and, and you're like, like pouty lips and you're huh. like what is happening here? I like Are that you bat. Cute. Yeah, I like this bat. Um, but I don't know why good. I like this bat. And bats like and the species bat. of bats were like a, a big part of it. And the silver winged bats were the fucking coolest because cool. when they went really fast under the moonlight, they're fur would glint and i've been on this for a while so and that happens to you too yeah when i run real fast <laughs> your fur glints my fur glints <laughs> so clearly i'm straight silver i'm straight silver uh Reese, you got a favorite aminal go ahead uh i i don't I, my I, i've been thinking about it that whole time hunter was talking so i've had, had plenty time. of time I've to think about time. time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um like a pregnant amount of time my mind is going to like 
my mind is I don't really have a favorite animal, so okay. this isn't going to be a super accurate answer, but I love like African Sahara animals, like all the fucking like big dangerous motherfuckers that are out there. Like lions. I like lions. I like giraffes. I like zebras. I are like giraffes dangerous. Dude, have you seen yeah. a giraffe like fighting with another oh, giraffe? When they like whip they their whipping necks. their necks yeah, at each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. I mean they're dangerous in that if they come near you, they could easily crush you. Uh, yes. A giraffe I, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if somebody validated this but apparently a giraffe's kick is hard enough to decapitate a lion yeah that's what i've heard as well and it doesn't surprise me their legs are fucking huge they've got some big ass legs massive animals yeah so yeah i love i do like a giraffe because it's i think it's a fucking hilarious example of evolution (laughs) that they're like yeah they really want these leaves on this tree specifically but they're way up there they just had really bad like little person syndrome yeah they were really scared of being short the only way that this animal can exist is if they eat those leaves and so the only way they can get there is if their neck and legs are really fucking long That's just a hilarious. That's what, what fucking hilarious. What kind of irony would it be if nature would have been like, "All right, we're gonna put all your food on the ground." <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. And giraffes were like, "Oh, come on!" They're, you see a bunch of giraffes like laying down, eating. <laughs> They're like eating <laughs> sideways. You've seen them drink water, right? <laughs> It's the derp. Like, like giraffes are so vulnerable when they drink water because when they do, they're like. They. I mean, they probably they, have to like. They no. They literally <laughs> they like splay out yeah. and then lower it. So when they when they do it, they're like, they're like this, but they're still like four feet they off must the ground. have great splits oh yeah yeah incredibly incredibly yeah. i heard that giraffes when they're giving birth they just drop like the calf if that's oh, what yeah. called <laughs> will just yeah. fall i watched a video of a giraffe <laughs> oh, no! birth. The, the baby's first memory is just it's <laughs> <laughs> like ah, look the line <laughs> but baby giraffes are so cute have you seen them they're very adorable because they like they can't walk because <laughs> they got their big ass legs and Fucking neck idiot. and they don't know what the fuck they're doing stupid uh yeah. if Tyler, i what's your favorite animal i love jellyfish but like mm. very cool they're, they're very hypnotic yes they are there's not uh that's how they get except you. when you touch them except when you touch them then the they're hypnosis shocking. is a very yeah. different feeling yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah but like at aquariums and shit you know anytime i see uh a jellyfish exhibit i have to be like all right everybody stop yeah i'm gonna be here for like five to ten minutes and just look at these especially when they got like the tubes full of all the really tiny ones oh yeah like the fucking jellyfish forests yeah 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 like it's it is a a truly magnificent sight and i'm like this is an animal that is so simplistic in its own design like Mm -hmm. it it, its organs everything is right there you can see right through it literally Uh and yet here it is yeah and the fact that yeah. one of the deadliest animals in the world is a jellyfish the size of your pinky fingernail. Yeah. 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 Fucking horrifying. Also, really cool. You were like wouldn't even notice. And you're just like, oh, I'm dying. Uh, funny bit of evolution uh, there, too, because the jellyfish was like, brain? Fuck it. Nah. Who needs don't need that My whole shit. body's a brain. I don't need a brain. Any I got limbs? These... Nope. There's a bunch of shit in the ocean. I'm just going to sting it. You need to be able <laughs> to move? Like, <laughs> hell no. It's yeah. it's Deadly evolutionary poison? or like it's life cycle. It's fucking fascinating. Like yeah. a, a, like a jellyfish polyp, where yeah. they like they they release. I think it's like an egg. The egg latches onto something and becomes a polyp. It looks like an anemone for a little bit. Anemone. And then when they die, they turn and then into they jelly. then they detach. And then they I, this is for certain jellyfish, but then they turn into fucking jellyfish, and then they just cool make them. and then they Shit, die man. and turn into grape jelly. Yeah, that's yes. how we get you jellyfish add, you jelly. Add, you add grapes to. To jellyfish, jellyfish, to jed, dead jellyfish, to jed, jellyfish. To jed, jellyfish. What's, jed what jellyfish. about you, animal? Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
What's your favorite Wes animal? What's your favorite Wes animal? Uh, What's up here? My name's Jed Delifish. Jed Delifish. What's your favorite Wes animal? Kind of, kind of a same, a similar idea, Taha. Uh, I, I never really knew what my favorite animal was until fairly recently. I really fucking love porcupines. Mm. Porcupines are such a cool animal because Cute they too. are they are they're adorable mm-hmm. and they're nature's perfect defense. Mm. They are not aggressors at all, but yet they cannot be aggressed upon. Like it's it's incredibly difficult to eat a porcupine. So they are like nature's true they're nature's Switzerland. Mm. They they cannot they they pose no threat to most creatures, but yet no creatures pose a threat. They are they're truly yeah. neutral. And they all have Swiss bank accounts. And the, yes, yeah. they do, and they love chocolate. Mm. Uh, yeah. and they have funny accents. And so, they have free healthcare. So what would that make? What would that make hedgehogs? Porcupine <laughs> uh, Junior. Hedge, hedgehogs are fast. Oh mm, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I'd like to. Thank I'd you, like Sonic, to submit. I'd like to submit an honorable mention for me personally yeah. as sharks and bumblebees, or just bees in general. I do like. I do like bees. I know you don't like bees, but I like. I love sharks. I recognize that they're good for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also just. I just think they're cool. I love the. I love the way colonies work. I'm always fascinated. And ants. Mm-hmm. I like colony animals in general. I think I it's. Mind. It's really really cool. Bee. There there are some cool stuff about bees because I saw something a post recently that was like a queen bee got trapped in somebody's car mm-hmm. and the entire colony like followed yeah. the car Holy for miles. Shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Imagine being and if the and if you're the driver car, of that yeah. car, you see me. Yeah, what's happening? And so, ladies, so hard, ladies. <laughs> if you want to be my queen. All right. Consider so me. I think it's time to move on to our next segment. <laughs> That's how I treat my lady. My lady. The my queen. Lady. If you would like to be a queen bee for my colony. Uh, so. <laughs> be sure to on. unsubscribe. Yeah. My lady. Uh, so we're on to our next section. This is our weekly prompt where we scour the internet for a writing prompt off of Reddit that takes us all of a minute. I don't know. How long did this one take you, Taha? About 45 seconds. Hell yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, and we're going to make a little five-minute story out of it using our brains. Whoa! Uh, so today's prompt comes from Jehustice, or J-Hustice. <laughs> Smells like Jehustice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Jehustice. Uh, this prompt Welcome. goes, you're not really smart. Hey, shut up. You just have a power that pauses time each time someone asks you a question, and time is unpaused only when you have the correct answer. One day, your child asks you, What is the meaning of life? Uh oh, what's that? You guys hear the alarm? Wes has a surprise for us. It's the dramatic. Everybody give a drum roll. It's the return of AI-generated FitFit. Yeah! Yeah! Damn it. <laughs> Wes, we talked about this. So if this is your first episode, why? And uh, Wait, this... he's here. Blah, 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 Thank you for speeding through the joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a segment where we have a little app called Talk to Transformer. Thank you, Infrakit, for your free demo. And thank you for liking, commenting, subscribing. Yes. Yeah, we really uh, appreciate that. I've entered in a short little blurb 
uh, to get it to get the computer started, and it's finishing that. So what I wrote, and this will kind of kickstart the story for us, is, what is the meaning of life? The words barely left the small frame nipping at your heels before you realized what had happened. The once bustling city street had come to a complete stop. You had only one option now. Find the answer. And the app has finished the story and given me another couple, like another hundred, two hundred words. You were in a dark and gloomy part of the city, away from the lights and noise of the marketplace, and surrounded by the smell of unwashed bodies and the sound of barking. You turned into an alley, hoping that your blood wasn't already on your hands when the question became clearer. What is the meaning of life? You started down the alley, searching for the answer. There was no light at the end, no sight of anything. But as you turned around, you saw a tiny figure hiding behind the dumpster. Is that where it ends? And that's where it wow. ends. <laughs> So what happens? What's 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 going on from there? Like, I, I, to me, this feels like it almost feels like an encap like a a microcosm of their whole journey to find the meaning of life. Uh -huh. So time paused, and then this person's like, "Shit! Well, I need to find this answer. Uh -huh. Otherwise, time will never start again." Uh -huh. And so they go on this massive journey, and it's all just there's it, it's hopeless. It's dark. It's uh -huh. completely meaningless. Uh -huh. And then, no one with the exception share? of that random barking. Yeah, the, the barking that <laughs> yeah. there's a dog involved. One dog that's I mean, yeah, like if, not if there's a meaning to life, it involves dogs. Right. right? Truly. Yeah. Actually, that's a... Come on. So, my theory Penlo with this. Doggo? Yes, please. <laughs> doggo wanna boop. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> my th it makes me cringe even saying it as a joke. Um, going, my theory, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the wholesome route here. Hmm is that at the end of this dark, hopeless journey is the very child who asked the question. Uh, the meaning of life lies at the heart of the very person who asked yeah. it. I mean, that's, that's, that's where right. my mind, mind initially yeah, went the to, actual which I think is heart, very sweet. So you yeah. have to, like, you rip, have to the rip the heart out, out of the child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The and then feed it to I the dog. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, over the whole journey of finding the meaning of life, you've lost your fucking mind, you've become a psychopath and a murderer. Yeah, in frozen time. That's yeah. New Lifetime original movie? I think so. <laughs> Stuck in time. Trapped in time. Something about <laughs> yeah. time travel. Okay, I, I had another idea that hmm. I think is really cool. You could call it a Lifetime original movie because it's about lifetime. Get it? It's just a lifetime. It's just lifetime on lifetime. No! <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's very similar to what you were thinking of, but it's inspired a little bit by what the AI came up with hmm. Because it mentions that there's a tiny figure behind the dumpster. Right. So in my mind, you, your, your daughter, the prompt says, or your child, I imagine it's a daughter, asks you the question, what's the meaning of life? Time freezes. Your child is frozen and the world is frozen. However, you discover another child who also has the ability to walk around in this frozen space. Mm. So they're not alone. And then it kind of becomes like a buddy story mm. where they both have questions that they need answered. I, I imagine they're different questions. And I'm trying to think of an equally esoteric existential question that the child has. Something like, 
what happens after we die? Mm-hmm. And that's the question that the kid has in their head. Mm. And they're both like trying to figure out the answer. And and th- there's a dog too. What the fuck? There's a dog yeah, that course. also is not frozen. That's for the some barking. Reason. And the dog's question is, yeah. what does man flesh taste like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but there there's a moment what where they go the on this big soul searching journey. And yes, I agree. I think I think the ending is realizing that the the family that this person has created is the meaning or mm-hmm. blah, something mm-hmm. fucking stupid something cheesy and dumb yeah some dumb yeah. Uh, but they are able to unfreeze themselves but their the child that they're with is not so there's still somebody frozen in there but then the the nice kind of bittersweet ending of the whole thing is you you discover like maybe a gravestone like somewhere that's like of this child that he left and there's like an inscription uh, on the gravestone the child was a ghost or or something about like the child was able to die and was able to like find out what happens or like come to a satisfactory answer and ro- and something was like written somewhere as like a, a little hopeful mm. message to the the person that they went on the journey with. And they're mm. like, ah, oh, it's okay. Like they found their answer. And then the dog's there too. And then the dog's also there. Yeah. And the dog eats them all. And, and the discovers his on the grave. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the dog eats them all, pisses on the grave, and then walks off into the so, sunset. What do we call this? Sorry to keep ruining this wholesome no, thing. No, no, no. It's no. great. What do I, we I call the story? Really uh, hmm. A moment in no, moment in time doesn't work. I is mean, that already a thing? No, I was think I was. That sounds like a thing. It it, it needs to be like a moment in life, but uh, I was thinking that, but substituting time and life trapped so in a out. lifetime. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty hot. I like that. I'm trying to find some way to include the dog. <laughs> trapped in a lifetime, dog. Uh, tra- <laughs> <laughs> trapped in a lifetime. <laughs> Woof. Uh, who who's who's our who's our lead? Who's our lead actor? Uh, in Tom Hanks. Adrian Brody. Oh, I was oh, gonna okay. say I said Tom Hanks, but and and who do we get to play our our young girl that uh, he he goes along with? Tom Dakota Hanks. Fanning. Tom Hanks. A young Dakota. Dakota, Fanning. Dakota Fanning grew up. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, in her in her oh in her, in her debut. What's her the name of years? Eleven? Yeah. Oh, oh, Millie uh, Bobby Millie. Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do Millie Bobby Brown. Millie. Millie I'd be Bobby fine with Millie. Millie. And then who's the dog? Uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a dog. Trapped in a lifetime. If it were sad, what if the child asked the question and it's the first time that time didn't freeze? What do you mean? There isn't an answer. No, oh, because you're oh, well, just yeah, like no, the guy's yeah, like. Yeah. That would be pretty relieving to me. I feel like. I feel like you'd be horrified if time didn't freeze. Like, what's the meaning of life? I'm like, well, okay. If time is freezing, it's like, okay, thank God. (laughs) There's no pressure then. Yeah. Like, well, I guess there is. Yeah. That would, that person would immediately become a nihilist. (laughs) Yeah. They're just like, well, no point in anything. (laughs) And then they go rob a bank. And so then I mean, it becomes like a buddy a heist movie. Yeah, I'm with the dog. Ocean, None of this matters. Oceans 2. <laughs> yeah. How much, uh, how much time do we have, Wes? Because I also have a question. It would, uh, it would be, it would... We, we, we need to move on a little bit, but okay. what do you got? Uh, well, no, this one. I, I, okay, we'll sum it up very quickly. One sentence. What is the meaning of life? Doggo. To live. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. That's, my, that's, my that's fair. That's fair. 
No, I think the meaning of life is whatever you decide it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's a it's it's different for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine yeah, mine would probably be just to uh yeah, make the world a better place than it was when you came in. I'll tell you what, I'll give you an answer at the end of the episode in our closing remarks. Okay. I'm gonna okay. mull that over. I'll give yeah. you an answer right before I die. Yeah. yeah. Mine's probably uh to become a famous actor and get a lot of money. <laughs> And hurt a lot of people along the and way. And a million people and like, on, comment, subscribe. Step on every step on about. Hunter, Wes, and Reese to get there. Yeah. Use them as stepping stones. Step on myself. Um, <laughs> but no, myself I'm talking about myself, my... This is my myself, daddy. <laughs> this is my meaning of life. <laughs> Which is also stepping on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I thought that that was actually really lovely. I like mm. that story. So... Everyone, stay tuned. For That's a compelling narrative. The meaning, yeah. the, a moment in a lifetime. Trapped in a wolf, lifetime. Trapped wolf. in a lifetime. Wolf, <laughs> starring Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> I think Tom Cruise somewhere is in there. Yeah. He'll be in there. Yeah, as an extra at least. Yeah, and Millie Bobby Brown. He's also slash frozen. Dakota Fanning, and Adrian Brody, and Adrian Brody, Adrian or Tom Brody. Hanks. Tom yeah. Cruise is just frozen, knows. and he's like, "Oh yeah, Scientology. Let me do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every one of us can once you reach level twelve. So we we've we've had a lot of aminal talk today. Uh, and that's perfect because our fan fiction is about a very particular aminal. Uh, so I'm very excited about this fan fiction. Uh, everybody, I, I you're gonna. Ha- I'm just disclaimer for everyone, everyone watching or listening. Go ahead and pull up Google or a dictionary right now because you're probably going to need it for this fan fiction uh because there's a lot of big words that i didn't know before i found it in addition expect us to say things incorrectly yes Yes. uh so but this this is from an author named random nexus in the nexus uh this is entitled diminutive erectologus caniculus uh Sounds like a sex position. It it does. Yeah. Like a tantric thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> this is the story of Little Bunny Foo-Foo. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a nursery rhyme that goes like, Little Bunny Foo-Foo hopping through the forest, scooping up the field mice and bobbing them on the head. You you probably heard that story. Little Bunny have... Foo-Foo bops a bunch of shit on the head. Yeah, and then the fairy comes and tells it to stop. Stop and bopping. Blah, blah, blah. So this is that story, but told from a overly complicated perspective mm-hmm. which is hilarious because i love shit like this so uh reese will be playing the pre-pagan nature spirit good taha you will be the diminutive erectologus caniculus and hunter you'll be tamiascurus hudsonicus and troglodytes troglodytes <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you, Troglodytes. <laughs> Please, uh, Mr. Troglodytes was my father. Yeah, that's my father. <laughs> Just call me Troglodytes. <laughs> What's your middle name? Troglodytes. 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 What's the T for? Troglodytes. You know. So let's get into this because I'm very excited to read this because it's very fun. Diminutive Erictologus caniculus, while frolicking through the temperate hardwood growth heavily interspersed with carnivorous specimens, made it a habit of abducting small Rithrodontomus megalotus and striking them smartly upon the cranium. (laughs) This particular Erictologus caniculus was more commonly known by his comrades as Fufu, which given name perhaps was the root of of this young rabbit's particular antisocial tendencies. Whatever the inner turmoil that drove little Fufu to act out his aggressive impulses, he seemed to primarily act out, in particular, on the unsuspecting younger members of the Rethrodontimus family, known only to the ignorant Fufu as field mice. 
or in his particular vernacular, mousies. <laughs> Upon a particularly enthusiastic binge of mouse persecution, the undersized juvenile rabbit was snatching up approximately his fifth Rethrodontimus megalotus of the afternoon when an astonishing thing occurred. From somewhere above the abusive Erectilochus, there came a burst of luminescence as both rabbit and victimized mouse witnessed the manifestation of a local beneficent pre-pagan nature spirit. Down came the supernatural being on gossamer fluttering wings and shook a slender finger at the stunned Foo-Foo. Thou thoughtless bully of a rabbit, spake the hovering elemental, then demanding in her ancient vernacular, Why dost thou strike yon mice pon their noggins? <laughs> this was quite a complicated question for the socially dysfunctional rabbit, whose furtive hobby of leaving a wake of stunned or unconscious mice behind him had no clear rationale. It was not something the unfortunately named Foo-Foo had consciously decided to do as a therapeutic response to his inner turmoil. He merely gleaned simple and immediate satisfaction from the capture and subduel of his victims. Huh? Foo-Foo had little experience with complicated verbiage, and less with the sudden chastisement of good fairies. Hark, little rabbit Foo-Foo! I'll have nay more bunkin' of yon mice pon their heads! The elemental spirit fluttered down until the tip of her supernaturally slender digit was but a bunny's whisker width from Foo-Foo's little pink nose. Dost thou understand what I'm saying? Given the circumstances, and the fact that Fufu had an instinctual feeling that his commando tactics would avail him little against this evidently powerful being, he nodded vigorously and dropped the mouse in his hand to the ground. After a moment of awkward astonishment, the little Rethrodontimus megalotus scampered off into the <coughs> undergrowth in search of his mother. Good, the beautiful yet stern elemental murmured. Now, go thou and behave, else there will be consequences. Uh huh. Fufu acquiesced readily and bounded into the shrubbery with ears flat against his little skull and his heart tattooing rapidly within his chest. There were stories among the forest dwellers about what a fairy's notion of punishment might entail. Fufu had paid them little mind until now. Thoughts of being transmuted into a slithering reptile or a warty amphibian drove all other considerations out of what there was of his thinking brain as he put as much distance between himself and that clearing as he was able before he could run no longer. Of course, the mental capacity and short-term memory of certain classes of mammalian life being what they are, the mentally skewed and underweight Erictologus caniculus soon grew restless and dissatisfied with the normal pursuits of his kind, and, upon encountering another unwary juvenile Rethrodontimus megalotus, the disturbed specimen of the family Leporidae was unable to restrain his former thuggish tendencies and bounced over in haste for the capture. Chortled the unfortunately named Foo-Foo, and gave the struggling little creature a solid bonk upon his little brain box. Stunned into insensibility, the much smaller furred quadruped went limp with a tiny squeak. The maladjusted rabbit gave forth such an alarmingly accurate, if unintentionally so, caniculous rendition of a quite Peter Lore-esque Renfield laugh that several unsuspecting Tamiascurus Hudsonicus hiding their acorns in a nearby hollow log spontaneously shed half of their ruddy tail fur in fright and scampered away as if the remaining fur had mysteriously been ignited. On a branch above them, a snoozing troglodytes troglodytes flitted up with a few shed downy feathers, chirruping in alarm. Wait for me, little squirrels! 
You're on your own, Wren, chattered the squirrels as they vanished into the undergrowth with a flick of their semi-denuded butt stems. Of course, this was of particular delight to the recidivistic foo-foo and did nothing whatsoever to deter him from his criminal tendencies. In fact, went a long way toward feeding his twisted need for negative attention. (laughs) Squirrels go bye-bye! Giggled the increasingly deranged member of a species normally not given to such behavior. Scaredy birdie! Thereafter, in a veritable (laughs) spree of senseless malevolence, the sociopathic Erictologus caniculus hopped and loped about in the cool green shadows of the temperate hardwood forest, dodging about the occasional coniferous specimen to spring and pounce and bounce on every helpless Rethrodontimus megalotus in that localized ecosystem that he could lay his maniacal furry paws upon. Bunk here, and thunk there, and gadoink over that away. <laughs> it was especially traumatic when he caught a previously bonked victim, for the poor creature never quite bonked the same way twice. Yet, what did it matter to the diminutive furred Erictelagus menace? Upon the commencement of his tenth or eleventh consecutive mousy mugging within the same diur- diurnal cycle, Fufu heard a familiar voice above him and was temporarily stunned by a dazzling burst of magically manifested illumination. Yes, it was the very same manifestation of a local beneficent pre-pagan nature spirit. And this particular denizen of an obscurely parallel dimension was monumentally vexed. With a veritable buzzing of diaphanous wings, the normally ebullient elemental swooped down and gaped in outrage at Fufu, caught red-handed, or, in this case, mouse-handed. All right, thee rascally rabbit, didst thou nay hear me upon thy first warning? She demanded, nearly fuchsia in the face with peak. Uh, what? Fufu stammered, <laughs> trying to hide the weakly struggling megalotus toddler behind his back. Me? First fiend, thou hast had thy only warning. Didn't I say I'll never... <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> Didn't I say I'll have nine more bunking of yon mice upon their heads? Nay! Bonk, bonk! Chortled Fufu, too far gone in his madness to have the sense of self-preservation that the powers that be gave a simple forest fungus. Aye then, there's to be consequences in this wood by great pan's curly whirlies, declared the forest spirit pithily as she rolled up her leaf leather sleeves and cracked her infinitesimal digits in a workmanlike manner. I'll teach thee to muck about with this good fairy, bunny boy, swirling her slender finger in an arcane manner in whispering words from some pre-paleolithic semi-mythical language. She then stabbed the air in the direction of the rabbit culprit and declared in a voice that echoed throughout the forest. Ye want a bonk? He'll get one! Bonk! Bonk! (laughs) Swirling incandescent fog formed with utter disregard to normal acceptable meteorological behavior at that particular altitude and moisture index and became the very image of a giant fist. With amazing alacrity, the misty apparition seemed to solidify as as it descended upon Fufu, Frozen in place with atavistic terror, the Erictologus caniculus dropped his hostage, who scampered woozily away as fast as his little megalotus tootsies could take him. A Brobdignagian boom of thunder blew nuts out of nut trees, juniper berries out of juniper bushes, and a goodly number of tree dwellers out of their tree dwellings. 
a deep impression as of a sem of demigod sized fist was all that there was left in the springy moss of the turf where they had formerly been a demented, diminutive Erictologus caniculus cowering upon his furry little knees and elbows. Now, thou furry fiend, here be consequences, <laughs> announced the pre-pagan nature spirit with a sharp nod of satisfaction. Another complicated gesture and a solid extension of an index finger, and there wriggled up into the center of the fist-shaped depression a fuzzy little caterpillar, quite similar to an Isia Isabella except its fuzz was the exact shade of the fur that had once decorated the hide of the former Erictologus caniculus, known as Fufu. The not precisely woolly caterpillar shook its teeny head and directed its gaze up at a world grown quite larger and stranger. Undulating forward slightly, it directed the minutest of minute voices at the hovering being of mystical origins. What happened? Asked the astonished, yet apparently lucid creature who had been Fufu. Consequences, snapped the winged nature spirit, waving her slender hand at the upper curved circumference of the depression within which the transmogrified former member of the Leporidae family currently lingered. Around the edge of the fist-shaped dent in the ground could now be seen a ring of quite disgruntled-looking <laughs> mature Rethrodontimus megalotus females, every one of them bearing a glint of maternally motivated menace in her gleaming rodent eye upon glaring down at Fufu, who had been. Uh-oh. Whispered the caterpillarized rabbit with sudden grave enlightenment. It should be quite evident that no more field mice were bonked on the head in that particular forest ever again. Whereupon, this narration concludes. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Ridiculous. What a fucking journey. What a, what a ride, huh? So wow. is, that, is that what happens in the... Uh, in the story? In the story? Yeah. yeah. It's just little bunny foo-foo's Does going he get around. turned into a caterpillar? He gets turned into something. I don't remember it being a caterpillar, but yeah. it might it might as it well might be. be. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I just Something know smaller like than the field mice. Yeah, yeah. I just know it, there's always like, and down came yeah. the good fairy and said, "Little bunny foo foo, yeah. why are you bonking all these mice upon the head?" And then like it it takes a couple times for him to say like, "I'm sorry, I won't do it," and then he keeps doing it, yeah. and then eventually she's like, "All right, we're done with this." So this particular beneficent pre-pagan nature spirit was a little bit <laughs> yeah. harsher yeah. than the original nursery. He, everybody rhymes. gets one. Certainly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this this story just tickled me so much because there's nothing funnier to me than taking something so nondescript and so harmless mm -hmm. and turning it into a den of overly scientific and analytical <laughs> research. It's another like it's just another of the many examples that we found of fan fiction that didn't need to exist, but once it came into existence, it's absolutely necessary. It. Yes. I, yeah. That's the thing. I feel like this this is very similar to something that exists, and you guys might be aware of this. There is a collection of Brothers Grimm fairy tales that are written uh, it's called like the politically correct fairy tale book <laughs> or something like that uh and it's basically brothers Grimm's stories like cinderella um uh i think ichabod crane like mm -hmm. a couple of those like humpty dumpty and making them incredibly pc 
and only saying like basically like using making sure to use like very specific pronouns uh-huh. making sure to like refer to people in a way that is not like targeting or like hmm. diminutive to their either like gender or race or class and all hmm. that kind of stuff it's hilarious because uh-huh. it takes all of the like wonderment out of the language yeah. <laughs> because all of the language is like very rigid yeah <laughs> it's hilarious yeah. i forget what the book is if you all know what the book is please let us know because i want to find that again and mm-hmm. read some of that because i yeah. remember being hilarious but this is very similar to that where it takes all of the but in a in a hilarious thing is it takes all the magic out of it but adds just so much humor yeah. to it. I mean, what is science but modern magic? Hey man, magnets. How do they work? Magnets. Yeah. What How the do they work? <laughs> my question my question now becomes what are some other nursery rhymes that that, that we, we want to see that we can science. Uh, before we go into that, I do want to really quickly just say uh, what some of these things are. Oh yeah, for our mm-hmm. audience, just so you know, because uh, I had to look it all up so that you didn't have to. Uh, uh, Erectologus caniculus is a rabbit. It is a very common mm-hmm. rabbit family. Uh, Rethrodontimus megalotus is a field mouse. That's pretty obvious. Uh, the what is it? Uh, Tamiascurus hudsonicus is an American squirrel, and <laughs> troglodytes troglodytes is a Eurasian wren, so a very tiny little birdie. Uh, so th- those are all of the animals that are encountered, and I think they're family and genus. Their best genus, or best genus. genus. Yeah, is it family genus or genus and species. Well, maybe genus and species. But they reference family. Well, we're clearly well, yeah, very they scientific. Say, yeah, the family. They say family, the poor die, and they say so it, it might be genus. What was that? Yeah. You remember the song, right? Uh, kingdom, phylum, class, and order. Family, genus, species. Now you know this little song in classifying easy. Yeah, you'll never forget it now. Oh, I've I already forgotten. You were say in classifying species. Well, but yeah, species but that's rhyming with species with species. Yeah. Classifying yeah. Feces. What's classifying feces? Oh. Oh. Hey. Oh. I can, tell, I can tell the family of that. <laughs> yeah. That poop. Chipotle. I, I recognize that. <laughs> yeah. That's a. That's a. No, no, no. Chipotle. This is for sure that's steak chi- Chipotle burrito bowl. <laughs> that's uh, that's some Chipotle right there. <laughs> <laughs> Chipotle. Ooh, that's Thesis. a. Salsa or no? Diarrhea Swindus. Right there. <laughs> Diarrhea Swindus. <laughs> oh my God. I think that might be Taco Bellus. Diarrhea Taco Bellus. Yeah. <laughs> Bellius Tacalus. <laughs> so many of the common themes that we talk about are like heaven and hell and poop. Poop. <laughs> because truly, what else can everybody relate to? We but are heaven, hell, and poop. poop. We, are, we have the basis humor, but it's good, it's strong. The poo is strong with it's us. <laughs> it's, ba- uh, base humor is still a base. That's true. Everything needs a strong base. So, there you go, When you listen to Stranger Than Fan Fiction, you always get to second base with us. You're welcome. <laughs> Which is poop for Or fourth right. base if you're, if, you're, if you're playing. If you're feeling that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, another nursery rhyme that I would yeah. love to see done in this style. I would love to see... The Rockabye Baby one. I'd love to see Goodnight Moon. Uh, uh, love Goodnight Moon. Goodnight Moon. Because Goodnight Moon has, it's literally Goodnight. <laughs> you know what it is. I've never seen such good a night. visceral reaction to it. To it. No, I've, I've heard the nursery room. I don't remember it super well. Goodnight Orbiting Satellite. The book yeah, had the hidden the thing, mouse it just on every page. <gasps> I've just heard it said Reese, before. Your 
childhood needs to be enriched <laughs> with good night moon. It needs to be done over. Yeah. <laughs> my childhood put you in diapers. Is, my brother was four and a half years ahead of me, so I my childhood was basically whatever he was experiencing when he was four and a half years ahead of me. So it was like I was born and I was immediately four and a half years old. <laughs> uh, here's, here's the goal. Listen, everybody. If we get like 100 Patreon subscribers, Reese is going to do the next ep one an episode in a diaper. Yep. Reese? He agreed you agree to, to that? Yep. I'd be willing to let that happen. A hundred, a hundred, that's... A hundred Patreon that's subscribers? Generous. That's generous. If we get a hundred Patreon subscribers, I'll do it in a shitty diaper. <laughs> I'll poop in that I'll diaper. I'll poop in that diaper and wear it for the whole episode. That's more of a punishment for you guys as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, you're going to get a really bad rash. Yeah. I'll deal with it. hundred subscribers. Have, subscribers. We're going to have to bring your mom down here to clean your butt. She can do that. hundred subscribers. She'll be willing to do that. This She'll be one of them. it. Oh, All right, shit. Reese's mom. I'll just pay her back. Answer. I'll pay her back her portion. Reese, your mom's like, oh, that's good. I've been saving all of Reese's poopy diapers. Yeah. <laughs> I have plenty yeah. here. My mom did have a, she did have the jar of my teeth. Oh, God. I thought uh, you did your parents do that? She had a jar of my poopy diapers. <laughs> yeah, that one's too. But we already mentioned that one, so can I'm I, talking about teeth. I'll do, I'll do a little plug here. At TikTok, if you can get this clip that I'm about to record here, if you can get this to... What? No, what's a number? What's a what's a viral number? That we <laughs> Ten thousand. What's a number? No, what's a number? What's a big Seven. ass number? Okay, no, okay. Twelve thousand three hundred forty-five. How? No, okay. How many likes would it take on a TikTok video to get you to wear a diaper to the next? Like twenty thousand. I I do it for ten k, bro. Okay, ten k. So if this video gets ten k, Reese will wear a diaper to our next recording, and I'll post <laughs> pictures to prove it. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're gonna we're Sweet. gonna make diapers vogue. Subscribe to, to my OnlyFans. We're gonna go and get some depends. Yeah. Like yes. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll like need adult diapers adult because diapers. we're gonna have to. Yes, you are. You're a big boy. I'm a big boy. I need yes, big boy. I need big boy diapers. I'm a grown ass man. I'm gonna wear my pull ups. Well, let me let me give credit to this. We didn't talk about the fan fiction at all, but there's. There's only so much for us to say because we're not smart enough to talk about that for the most part. It's just brilliant in a way that I don't know if I can fully describe. No. Because yeah. Random the, Nexus, this is fantastic. It's phenomenal. If we, you we do didn't respond, need to do any joking about this because yeah. it itself is funny enough. Do you know it's if brilliant. this author has written more in this style? Like The Rainbow Fish? Mm. Oh, Rainbow oh, Fish. That's Rainbow a Fish would be a great yeah, one. That would be a really good one, one. yeah. yeah. Uh, Splash and they... Bubbles? <laughs> oh, yeah. no. oh, God. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to check Dad, and make sure. Right but ra Random Nexus, uh, this was written back in December, December 8th of 2012, so it's been a while. Uh, but if Random Nexus, you're still writing, I'm definitely going to check out more of your stuff. Uh, and if you want to ever write more of this, we would just wear diapers. Yeah, we would all wear diapers. Yeah. So once again, this was Diminutive Erictologus Caniculus, the little bunny foo-foo by Random Nexus. Uh, thank you so much. This was absolutely fantastic. And again, one of my favorite fan fictions we've done on the show. When it's Random Nexus responds, I'd like to know how much time was spent in a... At, on thesaurus.com yes coming yeah. up with words for yeah. other words because not only was like Which not only was were the were the scientific names of each mm -hmm. creature amazing but the actual just like use of vocabulary was really impressive yeah, yeah. Were a lot of nagian uh, yeah uh, that alliteration word. was throughout it all the, yeah. all the way yeah, there at really the end good. there was like a three a string of three very big m words uh -huh. m mm. words that were mm. great and I was like, oh. a bunch of words a bunch of words words Anyway. Guys, I think that does it for today. What do you think? I think so too. Yeah. Hunter? I believe the festivities of the podcast are reaching their conclusion. Taha, are you ready to wrap Shut up, up for today? The meaning of life. <laughs>
Meaning Once again, thank you life. so much, everybody. Cincinnati's. <laughs> Ooh, I want chili. The meaning of life is Cincinnati chili. I want chili. Oh God, Doesn't no. that sound so good? Chill. Chewy. Chewy. I like chewy. <laughs> you guys want to go The meaning some... of life is Reese holding his belly <laughs> and saying, Chewy. chewy. <laughs> <laughs> so for 30,000 likes, I'll hold my belly in the diaper and go, Chewy. <laughs> you're already kind of doing that. You're, you're giving them a preview. Yeah, that, yeah, this is a tease for what's to come. <laughs> That's a tease. It actually, it a chewy tease. Yeah, chewy tease. Chewy tease. Everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for joining. And I apologize for everything. Don't apologize happened. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You apologize for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me apologize for myself. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who supports us and who listens. We have a blast doing this. So listens. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did I say it weird? A little bit. Continue. <laughs> All right. I'm leaving the podcast for real this time. So for the very last time, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. As always. <laughs> Stay, Stay strange. strange. Stay strange. <laughs> and listen. And listen. And listen. <laughs> listen. If you like what we're doing, consider leaving a review or comment. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at STFF Podcast or make your way over to STFFpodcast.com. If you really, really like us, consider subscribing to our Patreon to support us further. Thanks for listening.